Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Birmingham, Alabama, it's time for Birmingham Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Birmingham Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning, my co-host and partner in crime, conspicuously absent. He is on walkabout down in Florida, Lee Cantor, wishing them well, but uh, I know that uh, he'll come back revived early next week and we'll get back at it together. But today is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Creative Director with Lewis Communications, Mr. Jason Corbin. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Well, we are delighted to have you on the show. In fact, I even confided in you before we went on air. We actually have designs on getting a permanent studio in place there in Birmingham. We're so delighted to begin capturing some of these stories from the Birmingham market. Uh, Tell us a little bit about mission purpose of Lewis Communications. What are you guys out there trying to do for folks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, here at Lewis, you know, we're full, first of all, say, you know, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And thanks for, you know, highlighting, highlighting Lewis here. Um, we're, we're a full service advertising agency. Um, we work on a handful of clients within uh, banking sector, healthcare. Um, we've even done work for good people brewing, uh, Tiffin Motorhomes. So we have a lot of, a lot of different clients, a lot of exciting clients, um, a lot of great clients that we work with. And we're creating work within printed spaces, broadcast television space, uh, radio space, which you're very familiar with, obviously. <laughs> and then, you know, even social content and, um, you know, out of home and really anything they come to us with, um, as well as a lot of strategic thinking as well. So th- that's one hat that we wear and we wear well here at Lewis is putting strategy first and how are we reaching the right audiences and targeting them with, um, you know, proper work and within the proper mediums that really resonate with, with the audience. Well, you had me at Good People Brewing, <laughs> so I'm impressed already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did all their um, – we did, a, I think, pretty much every can design that they have. Um, and a little, a little – some swag work, you know, T-shirts and whatnot, some of the wearables and fun stuff like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're a great group. We, we love working with those folks. So I would like to, for my personal benefit, and I think our listeners would profit from this as yeah. well, unpack some of these – terms that lay people like me kind of throw around, you know, advertising, branding, (laughs) concept. Uh, And and let me confess to you, you know, we're kind of a one-trick pony at Business Radio X. Our, um, we don't really do the advertising thing like a lot of traditional media. It's more, um, it's, it's, it's more crafting shows to serve a specific niche, that kind of thing. But advertising, when it's done right and put in its proper perspective, apparently <laughs> is a really good thing and works r- really well. But could you kind of describe your take on, on some of those uh, strategies and tactics and how sort of your, your initial conversations with a new client unfold? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, typically what happens is whether it's a client you know, we've had a history with or if it's a brand new client – um, for example, there's a great new distillery opening up here in, in town soon. It's called Dread River. Um, you know, they had no space, had no brand, had virtually, you know, nothing. And you know, they came to us and said, hey, we really want to get this off the ground. We need a new website. We need some, you know, some interior signage. We need help with packaging. They needed everything, um, even social content. And so, you know, they came to us and they, they had a problem. And, you know, it was basically getting their name out there and getting their building off the ground and their, their business off the ground. And, 
So, you know, we sat down with them, we put together first a strategic plan. You know, what's the best way to approach this, you know, from a messaging standpoint, from a site design, what do, what do folks really need to get out of that website? Um, how do we advertise to the consumer? You know, how do we reach people in the Birmingham area, as well as, you know, maybe Atlanta, Chattanooga, Nashville, you know, Mobile, any surrounding area where folks may be coming into town and thinking, hey, you know, I've, they've got a distillery here in Birmingham, let's go check it out, right, because I've heard of it. Um, so, so we take that, we sit down, we, we take the learnings from those conversations. It's very, very informal. You know, it's almost like friends at a round table thinking through how can we get the most out of this and what do we need to do um, to accomplish great things um, together, you know, as an agency and, you know, as a client partner. Um, and then we go to work, you know, we take those findings and we begin to, to make things and design things and um, put it all together, you know, with, the, with that one goal in mind being, you know, success, right? Ultimately, that's what we're looking for for our clients. Um, and then success for the agency as well, you know, because if we get to produce great work for great clients, you know, that can then lead to greater things for us and potential new business for the agency as well. Um, but it really starts at that strategic level, um, thinking through working with that client, with that brand, and solving their problems. Because that's, that's what we do essentially here at Lewis is we solve problems. Um, clients come to us, they say, I've got an issue, I've got a need, or I've got something I want to do, and we help them get there. So as you were describing that process, it's, it's beginning to occur to me, and I think maybe for the first time, the technical skill, yeah. the creative bent, all that's almost table stakes. You guys must be really – you'd have to be really good facilitators, if not therapists, so that yeah. <laughs> you're drawing yeah. this out of, out of people, right? Because they don't come prepared necessarily to articulate all this stuff effectively right at go, right? right? Yes, correct. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's, it's case by case. There are, you know, there's clients we've worked with for years, you know, Tiffin Motorhomes, we've worked with them, geez, you know, decades. And it, it's, you know, they, they, it's a different relationship with them because, you know, we know them so well, they know us so well, and they, they come to us with a problem and we kind of already know how to solve it just by nature because it's such, it's secondhand to us and their business model and what they're doing. Um, but yeah, new clients, they come in and sometimes they don't know. So it is, you know, walking them you know down the line and helping them get to where they want to go and yeah you kind of have to there's there's the good and there's the bad and at the end you, you get to a great place and that's the goal but yes it is just like you said it can it's very different <laughs> especially with new clients so do you find yourself but it's fun. we love it well i can tell you i mean it comes through just you know just in this conversation i mean your passion just comes through and i'm sure that's the same thing happens when you're sitting across the the conference table. Now, do you find yourself in need of exercising a, I don't know if it's a, a set of disciplines or, or something to keep you from having to play what my wife would call uh, uh, go get me a rock? Like I can envision a challenge in, in your world being you go off and you create all this way cool stuff, but yeah, that's not really what I was talking about, Jason. That's not what I had in mind. I mean, how, how do you avoid that? Yeah. That happens. Well, that's a good question. That does happen. Um, and again, the beautiful thing about this business, and sometimes it can be, you know, a downfall of it. Um, and I guess that's, in, you know, sometimes in life in general, right? Whether it's creative or, or anything you do, even buying a car, you know, everything's subjective. You know, mm. people, there's things that people like and there's things that folks don't like. And um, same thing goes with brands and businesses that we work with. And again, for us, it's making sure that strategically, you know, we're on, on point when it comes to the messaging. Yeah, there's going to be things where there's color palettes or font uses or photography or, or whatnot. But if all the work that we create, if it's on message and on strategy and we're targeting the audiences in the, the way that we've agreed upon with the client and we feel is best, 
Um, usually the rest of it kind of works out. But yeah, there are those, those times where I don't like that, that, you know, that photograph, that particular image, or you know, maybe that font's too large or things like that. But you, know, you work through those things. Um, but for us, it's always making sure what we do, because you know, as an agency, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and you know, we have a POV, and our POV is based on, you know, sometimes it's based on results and it's based on data, and we come into it with that backing, pitching work, pitching designs, and we have rationale behind everything we do. We just don't do things because it looks cool per se. I've got you know finger quotes up here. You know, we do things with a purpose and with a reason, and so we we tell the client that, and we um we work through it with them, and. Usually they, they go with us and they trust us because um, we've been doing this for a while. And sometimes they don't, and that's okay. You know, but at the end of the day, we get to a place that's good, and you know, usually we, we have great success. Well, you make it sound cool. You make it sound fun. And it, it's clear to me that you're doing what <laughs> you're fun, yeah. supposed to be doing, right? So what is your personal backstory? How did you end up here? Yeah, so I went to the University of Georgia um, for journalism. And I worked there for the Red and Black newspaper, um, did a lot of broadcast television, you know, kind of like what we're doing now, right? A lot of on-air stuff, more television broadcasts, worked for the university um, news team there, um, did a lot of that and graduated, got back to Atlanta. And I thought, you know, I don't know if I really want to move out to, um, say, somewhere in Montana and cover, you know, men's lacrosse. Because <laughs> I was big in sports, so <laughs> I thought, you know, I don't know if I really want to do that. So, you know, I've always been a writer, and I've always been, you know, I consider myself creative for the most part, and like coming up with ideas. And you know, I've always had this eye on advertising. I just didn't know how you got to that, right? How do you write a TV commercial, or how do you put together a print ad, or what's the what's the working order or the process behind that? So, I ended up coming home. I did a little freelance copywriting. Um, Tried my hat at being an assistant golf professional, which is horrible, and I'm still not very good at that. <laughs> and then I ended up going to a creative, a creative portfolio school where they teach you advertising. So they teach you how to you know, properly art direct ads and campaigns or, or as a copywriter, how to write really good, solid, tight headlines or you know, television scripts or radio scripts. And you just get in it and you start learning and you start creating. And essentially what you're doing is you're getting a – fake book or fake portfolio of advertising, which acts as almost a master's degree in this business. So you take that portfolio and then you take it to creative departments within agencies. You know, some people go all over the world, you know, um, New York to London, to LA, to Birmingham, to Atlanta, wherever, and you use that to get a job. So it, it shows your kind of creative spirit or, or what your mindset is and how you operate and work within the creative formats. And you hope and pray that someone likes your work and you get a job. <laughs> so that's kind of what I did. I got my first job in Atlanta at Gray Worldwide, um, and yeah. I did a ton of work for Bell South. Yeah, good old Bell South. Well, it worked. We all know about Bell South, so you did a good job. <laughs> Everybody oh, knows yeah. Bell South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot, a lot of people that worked on that. <laughs> so that uh, yeah, and then, you know, from there, I've I've kind of worked at a bunch of different agencies, small and large. So you know, you kind of just keep. You keep doing it, and I've worked with a lot of brands and with a lot of great people, you know, internally and on the client side. So content marketing, is this part of your world, or do you wrap your um, stuff around content marketing, or does it impact your world at all? It's Yeah, we, we work around it on the daily. I'll be working on it right after we get off this call. <laughs> so it's, it's nonstop. I mean, the world nowadays is, you know – Mediums have changed so drastically since, you know, since uh, the addition of Facebook, right? 
everyone's living on their phones. It's a video driven world for the most part. Um, so now, you know, content used to be considered, you know, it's a, it's a Facebook post or an Instagram post or whatnot, but now it's, it's just, those mediums are just another medium. It's just, you can go produce a half million dollar TV spot and you can throw it on Instagram or you can throw it on into a, you know, a buy that you got with CBS or on ESPN or whatever. So content is really everything. It just comes down to where are you, what are you creating, you know, and where are you um, placing it really? But yeah, so everything we create, we consider content here at Lewis. I mean, that's what we are. We're content creators. Um, even if it is a logo, that is still content to us because someone's going to engage with it and they're going to react to it. Well, what prompted the question for me is I was trying to envision maybe working with professional service firms. That's my background and my frame of reference and envisioning that internal marketing okay. person at a at an, a law firm or a CPA firm uh, and told, mm-hmm. look, we need to do some content marketing. And then I, and then I'm seeing, you know, that person going up and down the hall trying to get one of the principals to write a white paper or say something smart or I don't know, go on the radio or whatever. And I can see them pulling their hair out, you know, if they don't have, I don't know, some of, probably some of the rigor and structure that's, that a firm like yours might provide an effort like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, we do that, you know. And I think that's the, um, that's what's going on nowadays is, you know, everyone wants content. It's The, the funny thing is, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but, you know, with, with everyone on you know, their phones nowadays, anyone can be a content creator. Right. So there's folks out there that don't even work in advertising per se that have, you know, millions of followers and they're just out there making fun videos about whatever. Um, there was a French guy, Jerome Gerard, I think is his name. I, I might have butchered that, but at one point, you know, he was out there creating these funny videos and doing a bunch of random stuff and just making stuff, you know, all the time. And they were brands that were paying him, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be a, a content creator for them. Because he just had he had followers and he could make it really easily. So yeah, there are you know there are businesses out there nowadays who are thinking you know we've got to get our name out there, we've got to create content, we've got to be you know out in the out in the market per se or in, in the world and have a voice. And so it's 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 become a thing and it's increasingly um, you know becoming more fast paced and you gotta you gotta be a little more nimble. And that's one thing we've been doing here at Lewis is how do we work faster for our clients? How do we find the right moments where we can capture something and tell a story? Um, that is, you know, interesting to our audience. Um, so it's it's a it's a very advertising is a very different market than it was, I you know, five ten years ago, even three years ago. So a little different from that uh, TV show that was so popular uh, with the with, uh, admin. <laughs> That's oh, not the way the it is admin, anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, very different. Um, there are parts of that that still live within agencies, <laughs> right. but yeah, the way you're creating nowadays, I. You know, you have an iPhone and you can shoot something and, you know, everything's built in. There's so many apps for production. You know, I've got a, a couple on my phone that I use and you can just shoot things and edit it right there. And you can plug in microphones to your phone now. So it's a whole it's a whole different ballgame. But it's fun. I mean, to me, I, I love it because, you, you know, you're, you can be a little more nimble. You have to think a little faster on your feet, um, you know, when need be. But we still do have times, you know, we do it really well here at Lewis too, is, you know, we have larger campaigns that need to be well thought out and well produced. And it does take time. And with the brewery client and the distillery client, you probably still do have a pretty decent wet bar. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. yeah, we have, we have, uh, we have 
we have good people beer here. We have plenty of mini fridges around. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do. We have a good wet bar. Yes. Uh, so how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for you guys? Do you find that you that you need to and you do try to eat your own cooking, or do you have to take a different approach to getting your own clients? Here's why I'm asking. You you did a fabulous job, I think, of mm. painting um that that those initial conversations what's that's like in the you know those initial conversations and i think you probably do tremendous work once you get to have those conversations but is your phone ringing or do you right. have some process for going out and getting the new business yeah it's it's both honestly um we we have folks that call us and reach out to us for example you know um uh, our, our lovely client dread river they reached out to us you know they're Right around the corner, they came in and said, we need a website. We need some help. Can you guys help us? And we said, absolutely. And then there's, you know, there's larger initiatives that we go after where we have a, um, a, a very seasoned senior, you know, leadership team from a new business perspective that they are actively looking for new opportunities, actively looking for new clients um, that align with our goals, align with the work that we do well, um, and that we, you know, would like to, you know, essentially have a partnership with. So it does. It kind of goes, our phone's ringing and we're also you know dialing up other people as well um so it goes both ways and that's that's kind of the way it's always been in advertising is you know it's like any business it's a it's a sales business too so there's you know you know folks and there's folks that know folks and so there's there's a lot of deals where you know made through handshakes and phone calls and then sometimes you know you're actually actively pitching in rfps so Mm -hmm. you know clients and brands will will send something out into the world they, they work with a consultant agency and they say hey we're looking for a new agency of record um, we're looking in the Southeast and that may fall on our new business desk and we pick it up and we respond to it. And then before you know it, we're pitching for the business. So there's a lot of that that happens as well. So someone with your background, experience base and mindset probably could probably help someone like me, a mm-hmm. small business guy and a lot of our listeners. I, I think we get enamored with this idea of, of brand building, but I think day to day we're doing a lot more just sort mm-hmm. of tactical in the trenches stuff and we don't really understand brand. So any, any counsel, anything you could offer me and other small business people on maybe some low hanging fruit, some things we could do in this brand building area for our, for our enterprises, uh, any of that, any help along those lines would be sincerely appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's what it comes down to. First of all, if you, you got to find a voice and, and stand for something, you know, I think that's the most important thing is, you know, who do you want to be looked upon as um, and, and what do you want to be? Because you know, every brand has a different, a different take on things, right? I mean, you know, we work with a lot of healthcare clients that are, um, you know, they, they, want to, they want to focus on their people. And there's somehow the healthcare clients who work on that really want to focus on their technologies and, you know, what they're doing and, you know, how, how new they are. Um, and there's people like, you know, good people brewing where they just want to be fun and have a good time, you know, and they want to be looked upon as a local brewery, Right. Um, but if you find out who you are, it's much easier to go out there and, and speak to people um, in, in any format you can. I mean, again, social is social content is the easiest, I won't say cheapest way necessarily anymore, but it's the fastest, you know, most effective way to, to reach audiences because um, you're in control of it for the most part. You know, you don't have to worry about necessarily buying ad space. I mean, you can't put money, you know, you can promote social posts and whatnot, um, but if you can get out there and, you know, build a good base of fans and people are following you, you know, they're liking your content um, and they like what you're saying, then that can grow exponentially depending on how you approach it. Um, you know, and other than that, it's just, 
you know, you can always look into, you know, different ways of buying different media um, and kind of targeting where you're at. You know, if you really want to be local and you want people in town to know who you are, you know, find out where people are engaging, you know, where are they, what are they looking at? What are they reading? Um, are there, are there ways you can do experiential things where you're out in the community and you're putting on events and you're getting your name out there that way um, with your brand. That, that's a great way to do things. And a lot of brands are doing that now because a lot of folks, they want to go out into the world. They go to an experience, whether they're at a concert and they run into a brand there and they think, Oh, wow, that was a really a fun thing that X or Y brand did. I want to take a picture of that. And I want to share that. And I want to tag my friends. And then, you got it on social when it starts to grow, right? So that's those are kind of the easier ways to get into it. And then beyond that, it's it's more of your traditional marketing and advertising. You know, if you can afford TV, radio, print, out of home, um, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm really glad I asked, and I think we could take that last you know 90 seconds and probably package it and, and send it to a the NBA programs around town. So I'm glad I asked. One of the things that struck a chord with me, though. No, I'm serious, man. That's good stuff. Uh, but one of the things that struck a chord well, with thank me, you. <laughs> you said uh, stand for something. I could swear, I bet you one of my early mentors said something like that. And, but that, what a great reminder. That yeah. is a way, right? You got to stand for something. Yeah. And this, this You do. I, yeah, I, I believe that. There's a, yeah, you have to, especially nowadays. And content marketing, experiential, uh, things like you described, that's a way to – to manifest that, to to express what you stand for consistently, that's uh wow, that's that's good yes. stuff. So yes, yeah, that's it, it's good. It's like one of my favorite brands. Um, you know, Yeti does does a wonderful job of this. I mean, they've grown so fast. And um, one of my good friends, um, Jason Hamby, is a he's a national sales director for for Yeti in Austin, Texas. And you know that company and the conversation we've had on and off the cuff over the years, so is. They, they, they're one of those brands that I love and they truly stand for something. They know who they are. They know what they want to do. They know what their audience is and they speak directly to them and they don't, they don't go left. They don't go right. They're not wishy-washy, you know, and they're, they're doing things or focusing on communities. The content they create resonates with their audience and they've, they know who they are. And that's, I think the more brands that are doing that um, and they're partnering with agencies um, that also stand for something, you know, like at Lewis, we have a firm belief with, you know, for, for creating great work and we're, we're hyper-focused on really, really, really putting out the best content we can and being as human as possible. And that's kind of, that's what we stand for, right? And so we're looking for clients that feel the same way. So if brands and agencies have the same thinking and they align and they get together, I mean, that's, that's where the magic happens. Well, Jason Corbin, Creative Director with Lewis Communications, it has been an absolute delight visiting with you this morning it does feel like an mba class to thank to you me. likewise i know i've learned a ton <laughs> and i can't wait to share this with more of our listeners if someone out there would like to have a more substantive conversation with you or someone on your team to talk about some of these topics and explore working with you or just get better informed uh what's the best way for them to reach out yeah. what are the best coordinates uh, you know, they could they could probably just email me directly if they wanted to here um, at Lewis, or they could always call they can always call Lewis Communications. So we have you know we have three offices, so if you go to lewiscommunications.com, you know all the phone numbers are on there. But I, I work out of the Birmingham office, obviously that's our home base, and then we're in Nashville and we're in Mobile as well. In Mobile, I grew up in Pensacola, not too far away. <laughs> yep. 
Well, yep, Dynamobile, yep. Again, Jason, thank you so much for sharing your, your story, your insight, and your wisdom, and it truly has been a pleasure. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, likewise. I've enjoyed it. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton. For our guest today, Jason Corbin, Creative Director with Lewis Communications, and everyone here at the Business Radio X Network saying we'll see you next time on Birmingham Business Radio.